Hello, welcome to Time in the Studio. This is a nourishing space for creatives, plant people, and care workers. Here, you'll find deep dives into the world of art, herbalism, healing, nutrition, birth, social justice, and inspiring ideas for how to take care of yourself, others, and the planet. And if you're new here, hello, I'm Sarah Marie Miller, and I'm an artist, herbalist, and postpartum doula living in Boulder, Colorado, and I am so excited for today's episode, episode 101. Uh, I've been meaning to get this out sooner um, because if you're listening in real time, you have a few hours left to register for this rich healing herbal mentorship program featured by Salima Harliston Lust. I'm going to let you know a little bit more about her, but oh my God, it was just such a fantastic conversation. And I loved getting to just dive deep into the world of herbalism and her journey with connecting with plants and how she's been able to help so many people through her programs, through her education. She has a great YouTube channel and a really beautiful Instagram channel and her newsletter is great too. So a little bit more about Salima. She is a wife, mother, and co-founder of I Will A Remedy. She's passionate about helping people travel the most graceful path from ill to well. And Salima bridges the gaps between your body, your consciousness, and your soul's evolution. As a clinical herbalist, medical astrologer, and spiritual teacher, Salima's approach to well-being is rooted in deepening the relationship you have with yourself through plant medicine, proactive self-care, and aligned mindfulness. Her aim is to help people reclaim their power after trauma and heal the root causes of physical pain, illness, and disease. Salima offers a variety of herbal medicine products, workshops, and content that helps adults heal from the inside out. Through Iwilla's rem through Iwilla Remedies signature online mentorship program, Herbal Medicine for the Soul, she teaches adults how to get healthy naturally while addressing the emotional root cause of pain using the Calypso healing method. And again, if you're listening in real time, you have a few hours left to register and there will be a link in the show notes for this. Uh, Salima taught at Spelman College, the Shift Network, DeKalb County Public Library, Black Urban Growers, Sex Down South, and the New York City Spiritual Herbalism Conference. I Willa Remedy's work has been featured in various podcasts as well as Yoga Journal, Mother Earth Living, Refinery 29, Exo Nicole, and Well and Good. Salima is a proud graduate of Spelman College, Teachers College, Columbia University, the Peace Corps, and Sacred Vibes Apothecary Herbal Apprenticeship. This was such a reach. Oh, this was such a rich dive into healing ourselves from the inside out and how plants can help us bloom into our true selves. So be sure to connect with Salima on YouTube, on Instagram, and through her fabulous newsletter. You can find her in those places at I Willa Remedy. That's I W I L L A R E M E D Y. Okay, here we go. Cha cha cha. Okay, I'm so honored and delighted to have on the podcast today Salima Lust of I Willa Remedy. She's a partner with Tammy Lust, and they have a really beautiful herbal education and herbal line. And I 
discovered your work, Salima, I don't know, maybe it was a year or two ago. And I've just been a fan ever since. I love your newsletters and your YouTube videos and your Instagram posts. You just provide so such rich information and really break down myths and help bring forward just the magic and the power of herbs and how they can be so helpful in people's everyday lives. So thank you for what you do. It's so beautiful. Oh, thank you so much. I didn't know you were getting all of the information, (laughs) everything (laughs) and inviting me to share. Yes, absolutely. I'm curious, maybe diving in. I'm always curious, like how people get into herbalism, if that feels like a good starting point for you, like what brought you to this path? Because it's always oftentimes a wandering path that brings us here. Very much so. And it was born out of my own personal health journey. And actually, Tammy, my wife and business partner, she's the one who got us started on the natural holistic path. We were just experiencing lots of different pains. I had tons of musculoskeletal pain, tons of digestive issues. I was having hot flashes. It was so much and like really bad acne flare-ups along my arms, my back, my chest. And we just weren't receiving the solutions and the care that we we wanted and we desired. So she's really the one that spearheaded us diving into the natural holistic realm and like diving into herbalism. And I was so skeptical, which is really fun. <laughs> like given now, right? Like I was so skeptical that I really just kind of sat back and watched and observed her to see if she was getting results. Not that the results that, you know, what we were doing was working, <laughs> right. but she started seeing results and I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> I'm like, I want some. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And then, you know, the more we dove into it, you know, we decided to learn, learn from Karen Rose out of Sacred Vibes Apothecary. Oh. We had launched our own line. And, and, it, and it's funny because I think all other people can relate to this as well in the sense that, you know, you feel results for yourself mm-hmm. and then you want to help other people. So you launch and you help other people. And soon we quickly realized like, wait a minute, we actually need to learn a whole lot more about what we're doing before offering, you know, we were offering products, but like, we should really learn more. Mm-hmm. And the path just continued. It really did. And so much of, well, I'll kind of describe what I see is, and what I experienced is that all of the doors on what I had planned for my life <laughs> started just closing. <laughs> and, mm. and the paths of healing just continued to widen and to open. And I realized that uh, I had a whole bunch of childhood trauma that I needed to heal. And in doing so, all of the physical discomfort actually went away. Mm, And I just kept staying in the work. And so I realized like, oh, light bulb moment. Like this, I think this is my work. (laughs) Because I I just never took my head up from the plants from the time we, you know, bought that first bottle of lavender essential oil. It's Mm. been full on. (laughs) Wow. That's so beautiful. And I love, I've seen some of your posts about healing trauma and you have some courses around that work as well. And just, I think that is so profound because our culture, we just, in the US, everyone experiences trauma, like big T, little T trauma is just like being a human on the planet right now is brutal. So I think, you know, we all have healing to do. So I love that you have dove into that work yourself to help to kind of 
clear some of those layers and work through that. And then you're able to help other people as well. Yeah, I really believe that it's the internal wounds in that conversation that we have within ourselves, within our mental and emotional spaces, be it good or bad, right? I think that's really at the crux of all healing work. And I was just talking to a friend today, she was experiencing shoulder pain and we were talking about the emotional connection. And then she ended up having a conversation that was so pivotal that the pain went away immediately. And it's like, there was all of this, you know, that was showing up on the MRI and it's like back to normal because of leaning into that emotional work. It's like, it, the body's giving instructions <laughs> and, cool. and we need to be the recipients of it. And the more we can just honor, it's the late manifestation. Like we really do know when this tension is building inside of us. And the sooner that we can handle it, the better. It doesn't have to escalate into a physical pain, but in many cases it does. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that grace and that beauty and that idea that like, yeah, the body gives us instructions and it will get louder and louder if we don't listen. And so I've been, I've been on that. I've felt that as well myself. It's not, not a fun ride, but it's just kind of like insistent our body, the issues are in our tissues and it's like, we have to listen. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's a beautiful check and balance. I think it's a beautiful mechanism for us to just develop more awareness when we have pain, when we have those, have those disharmonies, it's an invitation. When we feel triggered, it's an invitation. There's work to do. There's something to address. It's okay. Mm, yeah. I love that. I'm curious in working with plants and healing trauma, can you think of a story of yourself or somebody you've worked with where you've seen that kind of just melt away the pain or just how that interaction can sometimes unfold? I can definitely continue to share, you know, my own story. It really was when I realized that I had been suppressing, you know, childhood sexual abuse and, and it had been so long, like it had been probably like 10 years in between that first note of like, oh, I think something happened. <laughs> but I'm not ready to deal with it. And then through that process, my health continued to deteriorate. And then really having that moment of like, understanding I need to address this core issue. Like this is a core issue. And it just embarking on the work, like honestly being immersed in awareness and in how I'm thinking and in reaching for a new thought, like reaching for a better reaction, deciding to move past the physical triggers, deciding to like bridge parts of myself that had been so separate for so long, like coming back into my body. It really, I can't remember like the moment when I realized like, oh my goodness, I don't have any more pain. Like everything feels good, but it, it just lifts. <laughs> it just mm does it just lifts and I see I hear it a lot from my students as well like when they're immersed in their work they're either their creative work or their artistic work or and their healing work but from it's the energy from which we approach it right but when they're immersed in it the pain lifts we feel this relief and I believe that relief like that's our first kind of breadcrumb to continue going and that relief gets it gets sustained the longer we do 
do it's the, that inner calling. The longer we do the things that our spirits are led towards doing, it really does lift. Sometimes it's immediate, like with the friend I spoke with this morning, but sometimes it's gradual. But we also, and Tammy and I were talking about this the other day, there's that distinction of knowing when we have to let go of these wounds and knowing, like doing that, there's the letting go and then there's the not picking back up. Sometimes mm -hmm. when we experience relief or we get afraid or we, we anticipate it, it's gonna come again. And, and then we start to go back into those old stories. And so we end up picking things back up because we're so used to being in, whether it's in high levels of stress or in really depressive states, we can pick it back up. And so there's two parts to that, right? To like mm -hmm. experiencing relief, it's like learning to let go and then also training yourself to not pick it back up and reach for something else. Yeah, there's so much mental training and mental work and and just self-awareness that has to happen for that all to unfold. And so it's always helpful if you can have like a team of people or like a web of support just to have not just one person resourcing you, but plants, people, friends, family, like it all kind of comes together. Right. Healing should happen in community. I don't think that, I don't think anything we do truly alone, we're in a relational experience. You know, we're meant to interact and to receive and to give to others as well. And healing is definitely one of those things where we need to allow other people into our experience. I would say that's been a huge part of what was supportive of my own journey was the fact that I had a Tammy, you know, that I had teachers, that I had friends, I had mentors, that people that I could confide in and ask questions or just to state out loud, this is what I'm experiencing and have someone hold that space. Yeah, that's, that's so profound to have that. And just, yeah, because it, it requires multiple ways of approaching things sometimes or just letting yourself be with the pain of it and like drink a cup of tea and let it unfold and journal or meditate or go on a walk, like move, move things through the body. There's just, there's so many different ways of healing. And the plants are so profound. Like we really, most people just underestimate plant work. It's mm -hmm. like the therapeutic support is, I feel like one, one small aspect. It's really those emotional and mental shifts that working with plants gift us. Mm -hmm. And they gift us this spaciousness, you know, as we're developing greater awareness of what we're thinking and how we're feeling and we're acknowledging that and we're releasing it, there's this invitation of what will you bring into this space? Because you have relief, that means there's openness. What will we bring in? And that's the gift. I think that's the gift and that's the question and that's the crossroads. And <laughs> that's the deciding factor of like, are you going to stay here or, or not? Ooh, it gives me chills. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes when we're in that like trauma pattern, we're not used to, it's hard to let it go. It's hard to just like, you know, like you said, like put it down and are you going to pick it back up? Because oftentimes I've picked up my whole drama and been like, this is me, you know, you identify it with yourself. And so it's like, okay, how do I not identify with this and like set it down let it go, let it be compost for the earth and like become something else. 
Right. And I think it can be scary because we don't know what's on the other side of that, right? Because we're so identified with what we've experienced and who we've become as a result of our experiences. Now we're saying, okay, I need to let this go, but what I need to cross this bridge. What's on the other side? It just looks blurry, you know, like I like the vision's not clear. And I think that so much a part of my work is helping people to feel inspired to move forward because joy awaits. It's like, it's going to be better. That is a guarantee. That doesn't mean that you're never going to experience challenges again. You're a human, humaning, and people are wild. So. <laughs> yes, right. yes, we are. Yes. Like, let's all acknowledge that earth is crazy. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have new experiences, but you'll also be more resourced, right? Having gone through this doorway of healing your own traumas, but it gets better. It gets so mm-hmm. much better. That's that's yeah. that's it's like joy awaits you. It really, really does. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm curious. Is there like a special way that you've helped people get over that like hurdle, that bridge of like that fear of the next step and stepping into that joy? Because I just I feel like I know that that's probably a really tough question to answer but I'm just trying to imagine like like for me I know flower essences just kind of naturally take me there or Tulsi just takes me there I know you did a video recently on Tulsi and I was like yes oh my god Tulsi yeah Tulsi is incredible mimosa has been such a beautiful Mm -hmm. ally lately in the last like year, really working with mimosa and moving through grief. And so many people want that like immediate shift. And I feel that particularly with mimosa of like having that pit in the stomach, you know, feeling nervous, take a few drops of mimosa and it just, it lifts. But I really think that it's the work, of course, right? It's awareness, but it's, it really is in that moment of when you feel relief, what do you do? <laughs> mm-hmm what do you reach for? You know, like we can take gradual steps towards just accepting the pleasure and the joy and the relief and the gratitude that we feel right now in this moment, like everything is working out really well. And I think people have to, I don't know, reach for those maybe small delights, those moments of appreciation and realize like that is solid earth under your ground that you can count on and you can count on more of that happening as you continue in your healing work. Like I think, you know, trauma creates distrust. Mm-hmm. So, and when we're not trusting, whether it was because of a relationship dynamic, because of a parent, because of circumstances in early childhood or life, when there's distrust, it doesn't really matter what caused it initially that that begins to radiate out and it begins to be what we experience in all of our relationships and in our relationship with ourselves and in our relationship with like this beautiful experience with life itself and so we have to repair that trust and not think like there's an okie doke coming like the universe has a trick coming from us like I'm gonna lean into this work and then shit's gonna hit the fan and it's like no (laughs) it's not there's it's not a joke. <laughs> There's no okie doke. The rug is not going to be pulled from under you. And then, and then we can trust those small wins and try and continue going, you know, like just continue going that you will continue to be supported. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everything you're saying, it just reminds me of this book that I read recently, The Gap in the Gain. Have you heard of it? I haven't. That sounds good. Sorry, I just had to turn on, plug in my computer. So yeah, The Gap in the Gain, it's basically about if we're measuring how far we need to go or if we're measuring how far we've come. And so like a really simple practice that they recommend in the book is just writing down like at the end of the day, writing down three wins from your day. Like what were three wins? Like what were three awesome things that happened? And then you can maybe think of like, what would be three awesome things I would love to have happen tomorrow? And just making that intention before bed just kind of gets, builds this excitement for the next day, helps us to feel more inspired and want to get out of bed. Because I think without that, sometimes it's like, oh, what what am I going to do today? You know, but if you are like planning wins for yourself, it just can build. So it makes me think of that, just the way that idea of like celebrating wins, feeling like the universe is there for you instead of like against you, you know? Right. I love that because so much when we're anticipating the future, we're thinking of worst case scenarios. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, how can we reframe and actually anticipate and predict that good things are going to happen? Mm-hmm. And that the small things count, you know, yes. I think and maybe, maybe it's just in my mind, you know, I go to the big goal, I go to the big achievement, the big win, and we can miss and well, one that can be overwhelming, right? Because mm-hmm. we that we want, we expect that to come sooner. But all of those big wins and those big celebrations are because of small actions that we took consistently. Yeah, like I wrote down some wins the other day. And it was like, I took a bath. Yeah. I made, I packed my lunch for work the next day. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be big, like just little, the little things actually, you know, like you're just saying the little things are where things can build and that momentum can build and it can reduce that sense of overwhelm. Like, you know, when you're thinking of your wins for the next day, it doesn't have to be like, you know, I don't know building a whole website or something for your business. Like it can be, I, I uploaded three of the pictures. Boom. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's a lot. That is a lot, right? Yeah, it builds. To make in a day that being able to bring resolution to a few activities can feel really good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it makes me think about your, the way that you offer and speak about entrepreneurship as well. Like you have a course on spiritual entrepreneurship and I think I'm realizing in herbalism and nutrition and doula work, like just all the things that I'm involved in, that you're involved in, like there's an education component to help people see like the value and the way that this work can benefit people. And, you know, you're, you're kind of putting down these roots, this building this foundation for your business, for things to like grow and evolve and it's just such an interesting process. So I'm curious if there's anything you want to share about your experience with like building this business and helping people. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I've been in the season of realizing how entrepreneurial this space is because of there's just no infrastructure, right? <laughs> We're not physicians. So we can't just like go on indeed and look for, you know, a medical job and look for <laughs> mm-hmm. like, there's just no systemic 
in infrastructure like that. And so mm -hmm. everything really does come from, comes from scratch and it comes from mm -hmm. this creative, creative place. So it really does come from creativity, but I feel like it can be, it can be a lot. <laughs> Just to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. Like it can be a lot in the tactics of things because of like social media and algorithms and the way in which we have to promote ourselves, the tactics can, can, can change over time. So what I like to think about and like what's in the marketing class for spiritual entrepreneurs is what's the mindset behind some of the tactics that we have to learn, right? And then and execute for the time. Like what's the mindset that we need to adopt? And so much of it can be around just feeling comfortable being seen Mm. your work as an offering like like it's a it's a cup of tea you can mm. enjoy it <laughs> I can witness you enjoying it or you cannot it's okay like we make it because it comes from us it can be so personal sometimes but really stepping back and viewing it as an offering viewing our work as an extension like our business work as an extension of our creativity all of our social media posting and all of our content as just sharing just sharing and contributing because the, the portal of social media can make you feel like you have to be like number one, doing the best and doing the most, being the expert, having the most followers. Like, and that blurs the work, that blurs the messaging where if it comes from this place of creativity and like, oh my goodness, I just learned this. I think you should know this too. <laughs> then I think, I think it could be fun. And I think it could be just as fun as the medicine that we offer, mm -hmm. but it is a lot. We have to learn a lot of skills. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, for sure. I mean, it's like video editing, audio editing, you know, SEO, building websites, photography, copywriting, you know, it's just to, like, yeah. <laughs> which I've only like begun to tap my toe into all of that. Like it's, I'm just still a little baby in the world of business, but it's, it's fun to start to learn. And I like what you're saying, like that idea of like bringing joy, bringing play, bringing creativity and our passion into the work and, and thinking of ways that we can just help people like, okay, how can I make a post that is like inspiring or helpful in some way. Cause that's something that I really think with everything that you're putting out is I'm, everything that you create. I'm just like, Whoa, this is such a benefit to the community. Like you're, you know, oftentimes you'll like dispel myths of like how to brew tea and like what, what, to, what is helpful, what is not helpful. And so you know, I think that idea of just like, it doesn't have to be complicated. You could just like share one little tidbit of like something that is helpful. Right. Right. And I think that I've overcomplicated it for a long time too, mm -hmm. <laughs> by trying to, you know, cram too much into a post, like people need to understand, thinking that people need to understand all of the nuances but it's like, that's a little challenging on social media. So it's like, how can we tailor it back? So I think that can be a struggle that people face too. And thinking that I have to give every detail, which when it comes to something like herbalism, when it comes to the body, when it comes to dual work, all of these like practices, there's no way we can give all of the nuance. So what's one nugget that will set someone up for success or get them to think in a new way or to ask a different question or just go explore? Because there's so many different like, threads 
to this work that you can find yourself in the best kind of rabbit holes, but it can, it can be overwhelming (laughs) if too much, but it can just be really helpful to share the insight that's most resonating with you today. And I always have like a little prayer or mantra when I post that is the people who need it will see it. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I love that. Pressure, right? Especially Mm -hmm. as we're tapped into these algorithms and these vanity metrics and these numbers. It's like, nope, wipe all of that away. The people who need it will see it. Mm, Yeah. That's that's so good and so true. And I like that reminder of just like give like little bits of like it doesn't have to be the whole picture, you know, like I'm teaching workshops, you're teaching workshops, like, you know, I'll teach a workshop about gut health and it's two hours long and like this needs to be a 10 hour long class, but I'm like, okay, what can I, how can I distill this down? What can I share? Just like one little bit or a couple little key things that can make a difference for people. So I think that makes it more chable to, for social media posts too. It's like just little teeny gems of help. Like it doesn't have to be the whole story of like everything. <laughs> Microdosing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. I'm curious how you like how do you create and plan your work? Like, because you're doing YouTube, you're making classes, you're selling products, you're on Instagram, you're writing newsletters. Like, are you getting help from other people? Is it just you and Tammy like as a team I'm always curious like how people are working and getting support and working with other people because I'm like how do people do this (laughs) yeah no that's great so we have a smaller team now but it's primarily Tammy and I and then Abby is our head coach and like student success coach for our herbal medicine for the soul program. So she helps out a lot with just developing like the shell of the content. And then we have a schedule. So we have a schedule and like, you know, Wednesday, that is our commitment to putting up YouTube videos. We try to plan (laughs) ahead and like have, you know, have some videos queued up inevitably we have Wednesdays where it's like nine o'clock. Well, what are we talking about today? (laughs) Yeah. And so that adds a level of pressure, but then within pressure, there's creativity. So we figure that out, but that's our commitment. So that every Wednesday we do have a YouTube video that's going on our channel. And that day is when I'm writing for the email newsletter. And what else am I doing? It is a lot, right? (laughs) Yeah. Selling products too. Cause I've been wanting to have like a little mini product line, just like three things or something, but I'm like, how do people deal with shipping? And I don't know. It just seems like a lot. Yeah. So, right. We have a whole apothecary. (laughs) So we have our apothecary assistant, Nikayla. So she does most of the apothecary work. I still make a lot of the medicine. Tammy still makes a lot of the medicine too. And we like that. We've thought about expanding especially with our previous line and doing contract manufacturing. And like, we really like small batch. I like being in the herbs. So Mm -hmm. everything is still handmade and happily so. 
And we do, Tammy's excellent at operations and systems and structure. And so like that is really her domain in terms of putting together all the systems that we need so that the apothecary runs smoothly. And like, we have the inventory, we have, you know, we use Shopify. So that's the, <laughs> that's that database. We have another database. Like she, that's all her. <laughs> nice. That is all her. In terms of like the content creation, that's mostly me. And some of the workshop teaching, that's mostly me. And then like we teach every week inside of our mentorship program, Herbal Medicine. Wow. That's mostly me, although we do coach. She does coaching as well. It is a lot. It yeah. is a lot. It's a lot in like every day is different. Mm-hmm. And I can look forward to that kind of diversity in my week where sometimes, you know, I'm on the phone doing consultations or just chatting with people (laughs) about whatever's going on. Other days we're reporting, other days I'm making medicine, other days, you know, we're writing, I'm writing a syllabus for a course that I want to teach. So it's, it's creative, right? (laughs) And it's also like, like, yes, it's structured and it's also spirit led where Mm -hmm. I, I, I have my own practice, you know, of meditation and that tells me what I'm working on today that <laughs> mm, I don't feel overwhelmed and I don't feel like I'm getting behind. And I always have to remind myself, because I think being an entrepreneur, you, the list doesn't get shorter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that doesn't ever happen. <laughs> so many things that need to get done. And I remind myself that, again, there's no jokes from the universe. So we don't get punished from the universe for, you know, not getting everything done on the, on the list, not doing it immediately. I don't get, we don't get punished for, I need time to think this through, or I need time to plan it out, where sometimes there can be the pressure to go from idea to execution immediately. Or even if something is sold out, it's like, you know what, it's okay. I'm not in the right headspace to make medicine. I'm not going to make the medicine. It's, it'll be, it's okay. This is not Amazon. We do ship quickly, but if we are unable to, I will communicate, you know? So it's like taking some of that pressure off and like, I get to do that, receive that in my meditation practice where I know what I'm working on and I can trust that everything else is working out. Mm -hmm. on its right schedule so beautiful yeah it just as you're speaking it just makes me like take a deeper breath I'm like oh okay yes it can it'll happen as it needs to happen and I oftentimes think of my business as kind of like this separate like spirit or entity it has its own like will of sorts and desires and so it's it's interesting to see like okay you're listening to spirit like okay what really needs to happen today because sometimes my ego has a to-do list and then my spirit has a totally different to-do list it's like calm down ego (laughs) like please have a seat (laughs) different and I think the more this like goes back to trusting the universe like trusting your process the more we listen to spirits to-do list, because there's so much happening that's being coordinated on our behalf that we can't see. And the more we listen, we run into those moments where it's like, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I did that 
three months ago. It didn't make any sense then, but it makes so much sense right now because maybe, you know, maybe an ask comes in, maybe an invitation for you to do something comes in and you're like, I was just studying that. I just did, you know, something on that. I always have those moments where it's like, I don't know why I'm diving into this right now, but I'm going to trust it <laughs> because there's going to be that moment where it comes right back and it's necessary. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, that gives me chills. It's so good. I'm curious, kind of thinking of the spirit of your business. I love the name of it. I will a remedy. I'm curious where that came from, because to me, I think of like willing a remedy, like that idea at the beginning that we talked about, like celebrating our wins and having kind of like a intention for bringing in healing intention for finding our remedies. I'm curious if that was part of the name or where it came from. Yeah. So when we lived in Brooklyn, we were actually going to name the company Brooklyn Remedy. Good thing we moved to Atlanta. <laughs> and also like, you know, once it's something unique and I will, is my middle name and it means I will arise. So it is an affirmation. And it's also, it's very interesting because I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated my name growing up. So much so, one of my friends, like in high school, I didn't want to share what my middle name was. She ended up, I was spending the night at her house. She ended up calling my house, calling <laughs> my parents saying, what's Salima's middle name? And she ran into the room and she said, I will. And I just like the tears, I was so embarrassed. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And then I had an uncle who was more like a grandfather figure that I called Uncle Johnny and he, 60 years my senior, has since transitioned, we've always had a really beautiful relationship. And he said, my middle name sounds like a disease. Oh, right. So, but it's interesting now, right? That it's like, oh, but I work in wellness mm. <laughs> and it means I will arise. So my full name means peaceful one who rises. Oh. And I wanted something unique. And that was a beautiful way for me to obviously embrace my name, but then also realize it's this beautiful affirmation that it's like, no, we, we do. We have the will and we have the power to rise above our circumstances. Oh, that is so beautiful. <laughs> I, and your name is gorgeous. Salima Iwila. Like I always wanted my name to be like Elvira or something. Cause my name is so normal. <laughs> I was like, I want this fun name. <laughs> I will tell my mother that she'll be so happy. <laughs> yeah, it's gorgeous. So incredible. What is it like working with your partner in a business? Because I have my partner, my boyfriend is starting to help me a little bit with my website. And it's mm -hmm. such a gift and such a blessing to have like someone helping a little bit. But it's also challenging because we do things very differently. So I'm always curious, like, how do you navigate like relationship and like work partnership? Yeah, you know, it was not easy in those <laughs> years because we really did, even before before I Will a Remedy, we had some other, you know, initiatives that we tried to get off of the ground. So really right at the beginning of our relationship, we also like started kind of working together on these projects. Tons of arguing, so much arguing, <laughs> agreements. But what's been at the heart of something that we've always done really well is that we just keep talking. We will mm -hmm. keep talking 
until we feel like there's resolution and something that I learned along the way that it's like we can understand each other, but we don't have to agree. It's like mm -hmm. we don't have to agree to understand, totally understand your perspective. And then we also really just learned where we're where we are individually strong and individually weak. And we complement each other in that regard. So like I was saying, Tammy's really great at the systems, the organization. And it's not that I'm not gonna, I am not disorganized. <laughs> she is much better, you know, at that Capricorn rising. She's much oh. rising. So like her mind just immediately goes to order. And mm -hmm. my mind, Aquarius, it goes to like, just like, how can we help the world? <laughs> yes, I'm an Aquarius too. Right, we have Pisces, Sun, Aquarius, Mercury. And so mm -hmm. the moon just, it's, they're, they're in different directions, but that's mm -hmm. okay because that ends up being supportive. And so where, you know, I can start and initiate a lot of things, I know that I'm going to get fatigued. <laughs> and so Tammy's really great at setting up the system so that it has sustainability. And we, what did we, we used to call it like teamwork tango and like knowing who's in charge and when. And sometimes it switches, right? Where it's like, we might be working on, oh my goodness, getting our like business license and we moved to Atlanta, like getting our business license and all of that stuff here for the space that we're in and working with the city, we totally had to completely switch because, you know, one was getting overwhelmed and it's like, okay, let's switch. <laughs> and then the other takes it over. And then right at the, the final stretch, we're like in DeKalb County's office and I'm about to lose it. She switches. <laughs> so it's just the inefficiency, right? It's like, I cannot believe something that should have taken six weeks has taken two years. Why? And so we know, like we know each other well enough to know when the other person doesn't have it, I need to step in. <laughs> also know each other well enough to, to honestly say like, I don't wanna do this, can you do it? Or to back off, right? When it's like, no, I have this and I'm gonna see it through. And when I need help, <laughs> you know, I'll ask for it. A lot of it's just communication and like honoring each other's strengths and weaknesses and, that feels good, right? Because then it's like, I know where I fall off. Tammy has the strength. And as long as I communicate that I need help now, <laughs> she will <laughs> like readily like come in and assist. And then, and then the same for her. So oh, what a beautiful partnership. That's so gorgeous to be able to have that awareness. And, and I think that trading off is so key. Like that's something in working with postpartum families they're always like what can we do to make this work like it's so hard and I'm like anytime you can like tap each other out like tag out take a nap this person's on shift and then you know in a couple hours you trade like anytime you can make things like that work it really is helpful so that both people can be resourced for the greater good <laughs> right it's so important yeah yeah beautiful I'm curious just thinking of so much that you've worked through in the last few years through your business together like if there's a win that you want to celebrate thinking of that idea of wins like a recent win in your business 
you know, I'm looking around and I'm like, I'm in the wind. So when we were in Brooklyn and for so long, for many years, like our business was home-based and we, so we've been in Atlanta, I think seven years now. And when we first moved here, we thought it was time, like, okay, it's time to expand and to get into the space. It wasn't the right time. But then funny, maybe like two years later, maybe a year later, I don't remember. Tammy and I, we both had similar dreams, like on the same night. And I think she told hers first. And then I said, I was like, oh my goodness, I had the same dream in which we knew it was time to go get the space. And that weekend, because we already knew like around what area we wanted to be in, we, we started driving around and we saw our space. We couldn't get into the space, but we were standing in front of the building that we're now in and looking in and both just had that feeling like, this is it, like this is the space. And so just start a negotiation and all of that pretty much immediately. So the win, yeah, it's the space. It's like mm-hmm. having this space, which really feels like, it feels like a canvas. We, we get to try a number of different things. Obviously the apothecary has a lot more space and we have classroom space. And we have like YouTube space. Like I think more of our space is going to be devoted to like developing out YouTube and being able to have different stations so that we can do different kinds of content and more easily. But it feels, it, it, it just feels good. It feels good mm-hmm. to have breathing room and to have separation between home and business, even though like we're always talking about business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been space. That's the biggest win. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that seems so exciting to have like your own. Is it like, is there a storefront element to it or it's exclusively for like meetings, videos? Yeah, so we have, it could be storefront. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do have a retail area, but we don't keep retail hours. So mm-hmm. if people want to, they can book an appointment and do in-person shopping with us. And it'll be like, you know, a dedicated 15, 20 minutes to them. But that was something that in starting I Will Remedy 10, over 10 years ago, I was really adamant about structuring our business in a way that fits our lifestyle. And so even though we moved into this space where it could be retail, you know, with family time, like we don't want to keep retail hours. <laughs> we don't want to work every Saturday and Sunday. We don't want to do that. And so we don't, and we don't have to. And I don't think anyone does, right? That it's like, that's not aligned with my lifestyle. Like I need time off. We go to bed early. Like we go to bed at, at eight o'clock. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so imagine if we kept the store open, you know, until seven. And then we would have like no time with our son, Niles, no family time. So it has the space to do that, but we choose to just keep it by appointment only because most of our operation, it's online. We can do anything with us online. <laughs> that is so brilliant. I mean, I, I work in an apothecary part-time, it's retail, and it's such a gift to be there. And it makes me realize like, I never want to have a retail sh- space like that, that has like retail hours. Cause it is so much work. Like it is a huge chunk of time commitment where you can't do other things. You can't work on like 
YouTube videos and teaching classes and workshops. And, you know, like, I think the way that you're structuring your business is so brilliant. So yeah, that's, that's really smart. Thank you. Yeah. And it's, and it's like reconfiguring, like, what do we want the emphasis of our business to be? And if it was retail, that would be fine, but it's like, no, it's education. And so retail Mm -hmm. And that ability to come in and shop with us, like that really does consume, that's your structure, like you were saying, it consumes your whole day and mm-hmm. your whole week. And it's like, I would much rather pour that time into education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so smart. I mean, I love, I love both. I love education. I love teaching and I love being at someone else's storefront, but I don't want it to be my storefront. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge and then we also like love to travel. So being able mm. to say, okay, we're, we're going here for two weeks. We're going to Cape Verde for, you know, for two weeks and everything continues because most of it's virtual. And then we can just communicate like, Hey, no orders are shipping for two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. That's, you know, that's so refreshing to hear too. Cause I've been wanting to, you know, do my, a little mini product line and I'm like, well, then I can't take trips. And it's like, yeah, you can. You just put a little notice on your website, like out of town for two weeks or whatever. Right. We do that even over the holidays. Like there were people who wanted to come in and you would think like holidays, people want to come in and shop. And that last two weeks of December, we are out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, sorry, (laughs) but no. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so smart. I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm curious, just thinking of maybe some of anybody that comes to mind that you're really grateful for, or that has taught you a lot along this path. So many. Yeah. But you know, honestly, it's the students the most. Mm. Because of their questions and their, you know, their bravery to trust this program and to trust us as guides and to be a part of their healing journey. But I learned probably the most from the people who are in our herbal medicine for the soul community through their questions and through their own expertise, because it challenges me to you know, dive more deeply into a particular topic, to think more deeply. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. <laughs> like it's really courageous work for people to step into their own healing. And it's, of course, it's courageous for us to step into our calling too. So everyone who says yes to that, like you're doing a super brave thing. And that's, that's admirable. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. the program is so trauma healing heavy, knowing the things that people are working through and, and like, and actively working through it. It's like everyone becomes such a huge inspiration. Oh, that's incredible. It seems like such a beautiful portal to be part of. Like, how do you, has it changed over time since you started it or has it kind of remained the same or what is the, what's the structure like for that course? Yeah. And that's, that's the beautiful thing and why I say them too, because so much of it has been student led in the sense that like, yes, we have our base curriculum there's 120 hours of like learning herbal medicine and what it means to align with well-being and medical astrology. And then another like 130 hours of case studies and protocols. But every week there's newness in the program when we do our live calls. And they're always student-led in the sense of what we're talking about has been 
a suggestion from the community. Very rarely am I like, let's do this. Like sometimes, you know, especially if there's a lull and it's like, let's fill in the blanks, let's do this. But most, in most cases, it's someone saying, can we talk about this? Can we talk about this? And that's how it's developed. That's how we've developed so many of the, like this repository of a hundred case studies and a hundred like calls that are dedicated to different topics like stillness, making a big leap, grief, boundaries. So it really just ebbs and flows from talking about things clinical and talking about, you know, holistic practices to talking about just deep, big feelings, deep emotions, to talking about human design, to lab work. Like it's amazing. Wow. And it's because of them. (laughs) All I can say yes. And obviously (laughs) I go up and give, you know, give my best to do whatever work that I need to do. But if they were silent, then it wouldn't, there wouldn't be newness, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds so fun. I'm like, I want to join the portal. (laughs) It does. It really does feel like that. And it feels like family. Like it feels like family. We all look forward to our Thursday calls. It's such a nourishing space. And it's like, wow. So yeah, I like I don't take credit for it. It's like, yeah, as you know, one of the creators, but it's like they it really is like the people who come in make it so rich. Mm, beautiful. I'm curious what advice you would give yourself or someone else starting out in herbalism, like a younger version of yourself or yeah, somebody just getting started. Wow. That's a good one. Like for me, I'm, I'm always like, I wish I had known about flower essences sooner and become a doula sooner because I, I'm like, wow, if I had known about flower essences and Tulsi when I was a teenager I would have had a dramatically different life (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) and I love being a doula so much I'm like oh I wish I had done that sooner but it's it's all wonderful and like things happen in divine timing but for me those are like my two that's good I would say because the plants are such amazing guides I would Mm -hmm. actually encourage people to do more meditation with plants because we can get lost in the information, right? We can get lost in the Materia Medica, lost in the PubMed or in the PubMed articles, like lost in all the clinical research, thinking that the medicine is only about constituents and action and how we create these physiological shifts in the body. But the way that herbalism continues to expand in really profound ways is through those insights that you receive that are just just to you in developing a relationship with this plant. Yeah, I would do that. I would meditate Mm -hmm. with plants just to see what's available, what's coming to you. And that also helps you develop your own intuition. That helps you reestablish trust in the universe because you can trust nature yeah Mm, beautiful (laughs) so good so good oh yes and I I feel like meditating with the plants is where so many good gems come from that space and yeah it can be so powerful even just sitting under a tree just sit under a tree just see what comes to you right this is like sit and receive because we are so oriented to consuming Mm. that 
it's such a shift that we're like oriented to consume and to do. And so to allow space to just sit and to receive and to listen and to feel supported, that's, that's radical, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like <laughs> people are going to be like, you want me to just go sit at a tree for 15 minutes a day? Yeah. <laughs> right. Sit with, you know, some herb in your hand for 15 minutes, light a candle and just sit, mm -hmm. receive. That's, it feels so good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So powerful. I'm curious, Salima, any favorite tools or resources or oh. books or books or podcasts or anything that like you are really fed by? Besides the plants, <laughs> plants, meditation, <laughs> candles. I mean, yeah. That's, that's like, that is a whole universe unto itself. That's that's amazing. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, not because I'm not interested. <laughs> Our son takes over the music in the car, which is fine. <laughs> but I do, I probably read more mm. than I listen to podcasts because also I want to hear my my own voice too. And so sometimes listening to podcasts can be overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'll bring in the astrology because right now I'm coming out of a Pluto square. So I was not prepared for the early 40s. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm 44. So oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a doozy. <laughs> for as much as like I'm in the charts and in astrology and teaching astrology, I was not like emotionally prepared for the Pluto square, Neptune square, which I'm in, Pluto square coming out of. And so much of what and now I have this Saturn sun conjunction. It's like, okay, great. So honestly, much that I've been in lately is just returning to some of the practices that didn't necessarily fall off of doing, but didn't do with as much frequency. So like my water is infused with crystals again. Mm, nice. <laughs> I'm taking my baths more frequently. And I always meditate. I'm returning to my altar more frequently. Like it's just been, it's been a quiet time. That Pluto feels like a hurricane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you realize certain elements, because particularly because it's in Capricorn, you realize certain elements of life were like, oh, this was actually a house of cards. It did not survive. <laughs> mm. Didn't survive the storm. And this Neptune square, I don't know if you've seen... Well, it feels like I'm in I'm inside of clouds where I'm going to continue to take steps, but I don't know if they're actually steps forward, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm going to continue to take steps. So it's been a time that's been requiring more quiet, even more so than I typically am, but just more quiet and introspection. And so that's what I'm turning to. I mean, I'm always reading. So if there's any kind of particular kind of book we can ask that question <laughs> yeah I'm I'm always reading too it's just so fun to like dive into different books I mean I'm always like digging into like self-help books business books herbal books like I just I love it all art books so rotation of like there's always several of them <laughs> pull out which one yeah 
That makes sense. Well, as we're wrapping up, how can people support your work? I love everything that you're doing. How can people find you and connect with you and work with you and be enriched by your presence? Oh, thank you. Visit us on iwillaremedy.com. That's our website. And all social media platforms are at iwillaremedy. The ones that we're most active on are Instagram, YouTube. We post on TikTok, but TikTok's like different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, tr- I tip my toe into TikTok and I, yeah, I haven't figured like, it out. But... I'm trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, my Facebook page is wide open. We have the Facebook page for the business as well, but send a friend request if you like. <laughs> like we're, so it's really an open book, all of the platforms where available and support by sharing. If there's anything that resonates, honestly, share it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Salima. Anything else you want to be sure to mention before we close? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, I feel like so enriched by everything that you said. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. I just want to sit under a tree and meditate and drink some Tulsi. Thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much. It's been a delight. Thanks so much for making time. Wowie zowie. I hope you got so much out of this episode and please be sure to connect with Salima on Instagram and her YouTube channel and sign up for her newsletter. It is so, so good. Um, She sends out really beautiful um, stories and descriptions of connecting with plants and how different plants can help us. And it's just, it's so, so beautiful. Um, Thanks also to everybody who listens, likes, shares, rates, and reviews the podcast. It makes such a big difference, and I deeply appreciate your enthusiasm for the show. If you super duper love the show and want to support with a few bucks each month, you can do that at patreon.com slash time in the studio. And thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to connect with I Will A Remedy. You can connect with me on Instagram at time in the studio podcast or at Sarah Marie Studio. And I know I don't have to tell you this, but we are not licensed medical professionals. Do not take anything on this podcast as financial or medical or professional advice. Do your own research and consult a professional advisor or doctor before making any health-related decisions or life decisions. You get to do you, boo. Okay, thanks again for being here. Oh, and a big shout out to Aaron Travers of the band Emptier for the show music. And what else? Um, Let's see. Okay, here's my notes. I would like to acknowledge also the people of the Ute, Arapaho, and Cheyenne Nations where this podcast was recorded and pay respect to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm Sarah Marie Miller, and you've been listening to Time in the Studio. Thanks for being here and doing what you do. May our efforts benefit all beings, and I look forward to connecting with you soon. Take care. Toodaloo!